Welcome to Jewish History with Rabbi David Katz, connecting the human side to Jewish history. For sponsorship opportunities or to support this podcast, please visit our donate page at www.support.rabbidavidkatz.com. Hi, it's Thursday, and let me do the, it remains in the week to do the October um, I said the other day, hope to be in New Jersey in the weekend, and as a matter of fact, our sponsor today is Dr. Ehud Sasson from Teaneck, very kindly sponsored several uh, talks, who I understand may be having lunch with us, possibly the Shabbos. Anyway, thank you very much, and um, you have, of course, the famous Haftorah of the three weeks, you know. First, last week was the beginning of Yermiel, and now this week is the follow-up, and next week we switch to Isaiah for Shabbos Chazon. <coughs> and Yermiel is basically blasting all the juice. Let's cut right to the chase. The most interesting part, as far as I'm concerned, is where he takes on the elites, and he says that the uh, all the big shots, including the Rosh Hashibas, stink. The famous Pusik that you have in this week's Haftorah, is um Loamru Hashem, See went after the four classes of machers as we say today. Big shots. Now Yermiel of course is living this after I mean it's hard to tell exactly when this Haftorah is. Um the first one of last week we're told specifically was in the thirteenth year of King Yoshio, which was at the time, as I said last week, of the beginnings of his uh, purging of the idolatry, or attempted purging of the idolatry. It's not so clear over here, but Hidra Hashem, more. you know, it, it ain't so clear when this is happening. But in general, uh, remember, he's an Obi, he's saying what Hashem told him to say. <clears throat> so he's saying all the religious elites stink. HaKohanim, well, okay, today run the base of Mikdash. And you're supposed to, under Judaism, <clears throat> go to them for the Carbonus, and perhaps more importantly, for religious guidance. And Akon Loamra Hashem, right? They don't, uh, you know, bring up God. Let me put it this way: what he's accusing the Kohanim and the Rosh Hashivas, the Tosia Torah, is that you've gotten into religion and you forget about God. Which is an old classic, and it's always, excuse me, the great danger of religion. It's the way it goes. You you create ceremonies, and the ceremonies themselves may become the object. <clears throat> this is why we have such things as Musa or whatever to tell you, uh, keep in mind God, not the the mitzvah. But this is the whole chapter, as I said a million times in the Misilsi Sharm, called. Mishkala Hasidis. You know, you want to do a mitzvah, and the other guy wants to do a mitzvah. It'll be better if you let the other guy do it, so let him do it. You know what I mean? He wants to get the aliyah. Let him get the aliyah. That way you say, Ayah Hashem. Yes, what, is, what would Hashem want? But if you get into the kind of thing where it says, Oh, I don't want to do the mitzvah, you know, you know you're one of these uh, math and science types, and the whole world can go to the devil as long as you get to 
you know, punch your clock, then you have a perversion of the religion. Or to be more accurate, the eight Sahara hangs out there. And that's a very interesting <clears throat> kind of a critique, of course. And, you know, if you look at the classic Mepharshim, you find over there, they pretty much understand it that way. Uh, Rashi says the Tosar is the Sanhedrin. <clears throat> now, you know, the, the those are the scholars. So, first of all, the Kohanim have become sacerdotalists. They're focusing on the ceremonies. And this is the problem in every priesthood. You become... Uh, Every priesthood function focuses on the uh, you know trappings of their office and the ceremonies. And I threw you, I'm sure you remember that Gemara, I think in Yuma, <clears throat> where it says that one guy stabbed the other guy and killed him. <clears throat> then they freaked out over is it Rishon Latoma, Shane Latoma, and it was the teaching that were more worked up about the nitty gritty rules of Tomo than they were about the fact that somebody had been murdered more than Shavikas Daman. So that's a perfect example of a Kohanim Lomro Ayeshan. Because otherwise you wouldn't act that way. You see, this is a problem for every religion, including ours. You can get focused on the mitzvahs, and you turn the mitzvahs into Averis because you do it in a not nice way, in a way that hurts somebody else's feelings, or, you know, uh, uh, embarrasses or offends somebody or something like that. I've seen that so many times in Soviet. And the type of person that does that. He's usually some clueless idiot who is very full of himself. That's been my experience. You know, usually it's a clueless idiot full of themselves. And they can't see, you know, past the nose because they've never been educated that way. I'll say it again. This is why Yisrael Salanter started the Musser. So you would get past, you know, the learning is very important, but the learning can also be stink. How can learning stink? He says, But Tov say lo yaduni. Tov is is an old-fashioned expression for Shashiba. Now, if you want to get archaeological on me, you know, there are those uh, modern commentators like Shalag and others say the Tosar is also the priest because they used to keep the Sefer Torah in the temple. If you remember from Yoshavit, uh, lend it out to go and, and teach. Whatever. We didn't have to go with that. Tosar, Torah, Pashupshat, in Central Europe, they used to call that a Rosh Hashiva. Typhus Yeshiva. It's expression. So, Tovizah Torah lo yuduni. The Tovizah doesn't know me, and you can also learn it and doesn't make me known. And this is such a uh, Hasidish type vort that I said, you know, heck with it. Let me, let me uh, whip out my uh, rusty, trusty, what's it called? Always have it near me. Biuri HaChasidus Lenach. If you're interested in this sort of thing, there's a two volume business from the most rough cook years ago, where it says um, that, what do you call it? The Biure It's a golden oldie. I bet you this is 60 years old. Anyhow, then he collects from Hasidic classics, and this one has lent itself to a Hasidic classic. What does he have over here from Avodos Yisrael? HaKohanim Hein Manhigim. This is a Hasidic interpretation. The rabbis, the leaders, they didn't say Ayei Hashem, no, they didn't give Musr to the people. Why? They're afraid of getting fired or getting a cut in salary. That's the way he did. Kohanim to him, and you could read it this way. Isn't that priests in the temple, but it's the Rabbanim. Okay? And they don't say, meaning they don't ask for people to, let me put it this way. If I'm a rabbi and I see you doing something wrong, I say, 
Where's Hashem? Don't you realize Hashem is watching what you're doing? That, that's how he means. Right? Betosei uh, Torah. Again, the Avodos Yisrael. Hei Shema. This is a, <laughs> a nice Hasidic verb. Hei ma'anashim shemahadrim esbotehim besfarim yofim ba'aronis yofim avurim. Just like today. There's the people, you walk in the house and they have a thousand sfarim and the finest uh, walnut, you know, uh, mahogany uh, bookcase. And it's very impressive. They have the whole set of this and that and the other. Got the note of Yehudu. Who knows what they got? But Tofsi Atorah Yaduni, they Tofis it. Does <laughs> they have the books? It's a show off. But it's lame to Mobebet so hard. But it's like they were selling it. Af Pamlo Poskimosam. But Tofsi Atorah Yaduni. So it's a cute word. The Sfarim are saying, I've been here in this bookshelf for 20 years. The guy never opened me up. <laughs> you get it? It was all for show. Now, to be perfectly honest, you can't get too hard on people because a lot of people will purchase farm. And there's nothing wrong with what I'm about to say. They'll purchase farm in the hope that one day they will use it. That's a different thing. You understand? Maybe I'm not on the level the guy says, I don't know, to understand the or some math, the Kisos, whatever. I don't know, whatever. But I hope to. So that's different. You see? But if you're just showing off, it's just there to show off. Then you say, Tose, I tell you, do any. No, that's not what Yermiel meant. He meant in his time that the Rosh Hashivas <clears throat> were into covet, were into things like that. It's totally Shalom Shema. When I say Shalom Shema, I mean Shalom Shema in a bad way. You know, there's Shalom Shema in a good way, which is the guy said like this You know, I would like to learn the Shema. I would like to do Mitzvah Lishma. I can't say I've reached that level yet. You understand? To be perfectly honest, I'm thinking about the star. I'm thinking about I am. You understand? The person said that. But I hope one day, and I realize that's not the goal, and I hope one day to re- reach it. If you have that kind of thought, that's what you call mitoshalolishma Because you begin with the shalolishma part. Otherwise, the eights of heart will seduce you into saying the perfect is the enemy of the good. And since you can't learn lishma, and you can't really do this mitzlishma or that one, don't even try it. And that's the, like I say, that's a bad road. But for the person, you know, that's it. But the person who doesn't say that, person says like this, I'm doing this, cause, whether he admits it to himself or not, I'm doing this because I want the cupboard, or I want to this, or I want to that, uh, this public office. That person's not even looking to get Lishma. <laughs> you understand? They're holding by Tosi, Atarlo, Yiduni. And one of the biggest problems we have always in Jewish history, and nowadays, is from this phenomenon of the Tofsi Atar Loyiduni, which means you have plenty of people in the scandals that we see all the time in the internet who now learn actually very well. I know a few of them. As far as, I don't want to get, you know, personal, obviously, in the podcast, but they are Tofsi Atar. They definitely are learning. Some of them teach others. But Loyiduni, but that's not how they act in business. That's not how they act with investments, things like that. There is Lo Yaduni. And that we call a Chil Hashem. Yaduni. All you have to do is just remember the Rambam at the end of chapter 5 of Yisrael Torah, where he <coughs> says very famously, uh, If a guy is Adam Gadol B'Torah, 
Or in the words of our Haftorah, if a guy is a Tofei Satora, you want a good expression of a Tofei Satora today? He gives a Daf Yomi Klis. Yeah, that, that would be a Tofei Satora. You don't have to be, you know, Drashiva Velozhin. You're in a position, very Tofei Satora. Right? Dvarim Shabriyas Maran Namachor Bishvilam. If he conducts himself in such a way that people make rumors about him, even if the rumors are not even true, but the, you conducted yourself in such a way that you brought yourself into the gray area. You have to be in such a way, this is the Rambam, not me talking. I mean, such a way that you're, how do they say, Caesar's wife is, is beyond suspicion even. That, that, that's a tall order. Well, otherwise, don't be a tofus at her. You know, don't give the class. Now, I'll say it again. I know people, and you do too, and it's actually numbers are increasing, that they do, they do know how to learn. They put in their time. But it comes to Gelt, it's Andrevel. But the way they run themselves in Chosha uh, Mishmet area is a completely different story. And therefore, Dvarim Shabriz Maran Hashem. And he gives famous examples from the Gemara and all the rest of it. Right? And he goes on to say, Oshiyar Bebeschok, or he conducts himself in an undignified way. Now, I tell you the truth, this I don't think applies nowadays. The Rambam, maybe I'm wrong, I could totally be wrong. You know, I'm just saying the way I understand it. Uh, the Rambam was a very much a super, what's the right word, um, stickler for, you know, uh, dignity, gravitas. A Talmud walks around in a very special way. I don't know about that, but he does. Or he goes to meals with Amaratzim. That one applies today. He's a rough and gruff individual. So yes, he knows that I'll learn, but you don't want to talk to him. To be perfectly honest, I don't want the guy around me. He's, he, he, he's a, a, a turn-off, not a turn-on. I don't want this guy coming to my simcha. It's a turn-off, not a turn-on. He's a quarrelsome guy. He loses his temper. So I don't care if he knows the shots by heart. I don't care if he's a very good, you know, what he called, Magashir for the Dafyomi or for Shul or something like that. I don't care. Right? Hakalfi Godlo, the bigger you are, the more you have to worry about yourself. Instead, what you have to do is, as he says over here, lift the Mashur Zadin. Isn't that interesting? If I am a big Talmud Chacham, I have to go lift the Mashur Zadin. Why? The din doesn't require me to do this, that, and the other. Yeah. But since you represent the Torah, you're going to end up like the prophet Jeremiah in our half Torah today, where he says the whole Jewish people stink because the Kohanim Lo'omra Hayashem and the Tosi Torah Lo Yudu'uni. Lo Yudu'uni. It's a Karnam Lachrabo. And the Ramel goes on to say, Yazalof Nimashur is a din. Imdiktik Achachim Atzmog. Therefore, you have to be very exacting on yourself. Dibber Banachas and Mabrias. And you have to train yourself to talk to all these dray cups, benachas, which is very hard, you know, because these guys can drive you crazy and all the rest of it. And it's and then you say like this, but I got to do it because since I'm a Talmud Chacham and I'm seen that way, I don't want them to say that they lo yiduni. So I force myself to talk nicely to these people. For that the merevesi I get along with them. Call them same same upon me office. Vinelam having all of them. 
and you never return an insult. Uh, I don't know anybody like that today. <laughs> you give cover even to the people who make fun of you. No, save nothing but and you're very honest in business. And you don't go to parties and things like that. And whatever you're seeing, you're seeing, as we would say today, holding and learning. The Rambam says, All right, that's the Vilna Gong, yeah. But holding and learning, as we would say today. And, by the way, listen closely. You always have to be lifting the din, but not in a mashugan away. Okay, so it's very interesting demand. If you want to hold by tovsei or to use it better, if you want to be one of those people who are tovsei atorah asher yidouni, then you lo You have to go lifting the din, but not in a mashugan way. You don't become what you call mashugan from. You see, now that's a matter of interpretation. It is. That, that is the fact. That, it's a fact. The litmus test is if everybody praises the way you conduct yourself, but everybody likes you, they want to imitate you. So you didn't have that in the time of Yermiel, which is amazing because obviously the base of, when he gives this Nevuah, um, the base of Mixer is still there. And the Tobsi Ator were not the idol worshippers, you get? He does not say that. That's what's so interesting to me. There's later on there in the Haftorah all about the idol worshippers. Okay, I get that. You know, Osi Yazavu, Boris, Beiros, Nishbaros. They abandoned me, they went for idols, etc. You're ungrateful, etc. Et I get that. Over the Abodazar, we always have Adiyam Azet. Whatever the current Avodazar is. Those days it was literally an Avodazar. I get that. But that's not who he's criticizing in the beginning of the Torah. He's criticizing the from. It doesn't get around to the unfrom till later. Maybe he's criticizing the from. He's saying, And the shepherds, which are the kings, have rebelled against me, meaning they're not conducting themselves the way a king's supposed to do which is to take care of the poor and all the rest of it, because that's a major theme in the book of Yemiel, like the others, the social injustice that unfortunately prevailed once upon a time long ago, the Nevi'im are the ones who already gone off the derech. Of the four classes, the Kohan and the Rosh Hashivas, the kings, the shepherds as he calls them, and the prophets, the prophets are already bad. But the Tosei Ato were from, but they're from Kite, obviously, was not having an impact. See, this is my understanding of what the prophet is saying. Why is he blasting Tosei Torah? Because he's saying like this. <clears throat> not everybody in the kingdom of Yehuda is wicked as an idol worshiper. However, the guys who are, as we would say today, Shomer Mitzvahs, why are they not having Hashpon the others? Why is it that the idols always prevail? Right? Now, one can always be a cynic and say it's more fun to worship idols. And that's why you'll always lose. There is such a thing that later on they prayed to be Mavatal the Yetzirah of Azar. That's sort of like is, is something along the lines of it's not a fair fight. After all, raise your hand. Honestly, would you rather go to a Mincha 
would you rather go to some wild party across the way in some Canaanite village? <laughs> you know, there's, there's no contest. Unless the people who are Dominic Mincha conduct themselves in such a way that they're role models, not only role models, but they're people you want to be hang around. They're people you want to hang around. That's a tall order. That's not what was happening time of year So as Rashi said, you had a Sanhedrin, because that's who the Tosayatar, the Kohanim were. I think, what does Rashi say? The yeah, the Tosayatar was Sanhedrin. That's Rashi over there. So you had those types, and they were not wicked, but they were, uh, as I've seen and you've seen also, some of these uh, big Talmichum very stuck in their own covet. And therefore, like he said before, they were a, a turn off to the public. Public said, well, I don't want to be a member of this class. Let's put it this way. I'll never be a big scholar like a guy in Sanhedrin. And therefore, I'll always be treated like dirt. You know, this is how the Hasidic movement started in the 18th century. Because they complained that the learned class was treating the elders like dirt, which was true. That's why Hasidus took off. That's one of the, one of the reasons. There's truth to that. You know what I'm saying? It's it's the elitism is a part of what you, it's the it's the dark side of litvishism. Let's call it that way. That's a that's a true fact. You know what I'm saying? And David Tosin So I'm angry at you, says Yermio. Not Yermio Hashem. I'm angry at you because he's just a novi. He's just a mouthpiece. Because Tosin Teruluyuni, you're not drawing the others into the good way. You're like having your own little guild. The own monopoly, and uh, you know they always have to look from afar and say woo woo woo, and they want to do that. You understand? Now, you can learn it again in a more spiritual way. I don't, but you can learn in a spiritual way. I see, and I underline for myself in past years from some other Hasidic sefer. I don't know who it is. Torah Rayoni, Tosia Torah Lo Yudauni, from the word. Adam Yodas Chavisishta, a chibur, you know, a, a, a uniting. Loshan Hadvaka his chabras, which would mean that Tosa Taraliyaduni, they didn't reach the Vegas. Uh, that's already not so easy. And as you know, that became a very big fight by the Groniks. I'm very serious about this. About the original Hasidim, they say, you know, if you don't learn with the Vegas, it's Tegav Kaparis and the, and the others. We're enraged at this concept, and there was all these fights over it. Which don't make much sense to me today, but once upon a time, these fights raged. And uh, as best as I can tell, the Misnagdim were afraid that you're making the perfect enemy good. If you if you say learning is no good, it's Pogum. Unless it's totally Lishma, and the Baal Shem says it has to be Lashem Shechina and all this. So then the bottom line is the guy will say, I guess, that I'm not going to learn. And we all know that in the Nefesh Achayin, um, he like takes issue with that, all the rest of it. But nobody in the world challenges the idea that the end goal is Yudoni. The end goal is the Dvekas. All we're saying is, you know, don't that along the way, you might have to be Shalol That's probably most people. Uh, and the Rambam says that also, I remember in the intro to Perkhelet. You know, you got, uh, along the way, you got to be Shalol but your goal is to get to the Lishma. So imagine a guy who's 50 years old, been learning up a storm, is now I say a Magachir somewhere, has a great prestige. He's got, you know, an online, I don't know what, Dafyami, whatever, this, that, and the other. And uh, he's still Shalom Lishma. 
So these guys have been learning for 30, 40 years, and they're still Shalom Uh That's pretty bad. That's what he means. And Li Uni meaning you, you, you have no Dvekas with me, Hashem says. So, as you see, I think, looking at it this year especially, this uh, is the most interesting uh, Pusik in the whole Parsha, because it's easy and understandable to attack those who've already gone to the dark side and are now worshipping idols, as he says, the Nevi'im or Nibababal, and later on the Jewish people, Hashem said, why you abandoned me, I treated you well, and you mistreated me, so on and so forth, etc., etc. That's understandable. But what's really problematic is when the good people are not setting an example. When I say the good people, those who are the Baalei HaTorah, as he called it, Tovsei HaTorah, the Baalei HaTorah, if they're not somebody I want to get a car ride with, then there's something really wrong. Okay? Uh, it should be, this is somebody I'd like to hang around, or I'd like him to like me. Now, I know people are shy, and but I'm saying, the goal. But if the nature of the individual is one in which I can't sit next to him because he's so arrogant. Why? Because I never know how to learn as much as him. Therefore, I'm garnished. Uh, that person is not Makayim because you weren't Benachas and Mabrias, it wasn't Savior part of my office, and all the rest of it. So, it is a, a tall task. And by the way, not fake and phony uh, politeness, because that's more of a turn off than anything else. If I form my teeth in such a way, I say, ah, yeah, but you can tell that really, I think you're a jerk, you're garnished. That's more of a turn off than anything else, as far as I'm concerned. So, you see that the, uh, the, the Navi, um, spared nobody. Um, and if we read it every year, which we do, of course, uh, then these problems are still there. So we still, it'll never go away. It's an existential problem. The problem of the Kohanim lo amru ayi Hashem and the Tosei Ator lo Yidu'uni. And I think that's definitely food for thought. And with that, I want to wish everybody a good Shabbos. I want to thank the doctors Ehud Sasson and his family for sponsoring. And, uh, I bid you a good week. For sponsorship opportunities or to support this podcast, please visit our donate page at www.support.rabbidavidkatz.com.